The world record wasn't really one of my aims. I wanted to break the British record and the world record was an added bonus, so. Hello and welcome to No Finish Line podcast featuring athlete interviews and discussion on running, training, traveling and adventure. I'm your host, John O'Regan, and in this episode, Alison Dixon, the IAU 50km world champion for 2019 and current world record holder, is in conversation with the Great Britain team manager, Joe Zakshevsky. This interview is recorded back at the Athlete Village a few hours after the 50km world championships in Brasov, Romania. So I'm joined today by Ali Dixon, who's just competed in her first ultra race, which was the World 50K Championships, and I think she had a standout result. So Ali, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? I'm Ali Dixon. I'm from Sunderland in northeast of England. I'm probably best known for my marathons. Kind of, I'm an Olympian from Rio at the marathon, twice British champion, and then this year I decided to try something different, a bit of a new challenge, and step up to the 50k. So it's turned out quite well, and first and last one today. And can you tell us a bit about how your training for this has differed from your marathon training? It hasn't really differed that much. Kind of the same for marathons, I would run high mileage anyway. I'm a kind of 120 mile a week type girl. And the only difference I made was my long run got a little bit longer. So in marathon training, I would go up to full distance, maybe 27 mile. And then for this, I did one 30 miler at 29 and then probably about three or four 26.2s. So that was the only difference, kind of the speed work, the tempo work was all the same because in essence it is much the same as a marathon, it's just that extra kind of 4.8 mile at the end which I discovered is quite hard. And did you think about it as a marathon race with a bit extra or did you think of it as 5-10Ks or one race, how did you manage it psychologically? Um, for today it was more of the laps because normally in a marathon I break it down to the feed stations which was every 5k but because they weren't on the 5k marks it was a bit too much for my brain to compute so yeah it was just the laps and at one point I think it was on the second lap I thought oh another two laps to go and then I realized that we had five laps so it was actually another three laps to go so yeah it was kind of just break it down lap by lap get through each lap and then on that last lap it was just get to that turnaround point and I knew it was downhill from there and pretty much from there you know I just kind of relaxed enjoyed it and then 400 to go I was just like yeah if I crawl now I'm going to finish in a medal probably missed the world record but the world record wasn't really one of my aims I wanted to break the British record and the world record was an added bonus so yeah so tell us a little bit about these records that you've just mentioned and congratulations for breaking them. Thank you. The world record, any world record, it's something special. You're the first person to do that ever in the world. And I didn't actually realise until after the event how old the world record is for the 50k. It was 1989 it was set. So it is quite good. And I've had a few people tell us that it's by my ultra knowledge isn't very good but apparently quite a famous comrades runner so I think there's people out there in the world now quite excited about my future as the ultra but I don't see myself as the future of the ultra so 50k to me is just an extra large marathon anything further than that it's definitely not on my radar like I finished out today and I was like 
I don't know how people do hundreds and 50 milers and all that kind of stuff. Well, watching you from the feed station, you look pretty smooth, pretty steady all the way through, really strong going into the finish. I know you didn't quite like that last little slope, but you did lead from the start to the finish of the race. It was a mixed race, but you were quite a lot ahead of the female field. Tell us how you found that. Were you lonely? Did you run your own thing? Um, not really, because I'm used to running like in the elite fields of the female marathon, so they can be quite lonely. The last time I did London Marathon, I ran 20 mile completely solo. So I'm used to it. I train solo, like, you know, half the time I don't even have anybody on a bike with us or anything. My longer runs on this time, I did have my dad giving us water bottles, but my dad's pretty old school. He's a marathon runner himself. And he's like, I'm not piercing you. I'm not even going to talk to you to encourage you. I'm handing you a bottle and that's it. So I am quite a mentally tough athlete. And yeah, I can get through these things quite easy because I'm used to it on a daily basis. Like I say, I, I don't have a coach. I'm self-coach. So I don't have somebody constantly holding my hand and encouraging us all the time. And I think that's really important for the marathon and obviously these longer ones because there's nobody out there on the course holding your hand and encouraging you so I did naturally end up amongst some of the guys but it was actually quite annoying because they're like surging and relaxing and that I'm like can you not just run even sort of thing and then they're encouraging you it's like no I don't want to go any faster this is probably too fast anyway so yeah I had a sort of a game plan I did end up kind of throwing that out the window after the first probably 10k but I'm an athlete where if I know I'm in shape, I'll just run hard and see what happens. If I blow up, I blow up, but at least I've known. So yeah, I did that. And I think there was a bit of a mental thing when I hit that 42k and it was like, well, I've never run this far kind of further than this at this pace so what's going to happen and it was when we hit the hill as well but like I say I knew once I got to that 4.5 mile 4.4k sorry left to go that was downhill I'm quite good at downhills and just go for it and I managed to pick the pace back up and yeah I think I finished on like a 538 last mile so which most people would be happy to just run one of never mind <laughs> 31 of um you mentioned your dad there I understand they've been having a bit of champagne back at home you're going to celebrate when you get home or are you going to leave that until your next race which I believe is quite soon yeah the family back at home are celebrating they're like bit more relaxed now they were quite kind of a little bit nervous when I did my usual front running style but yeah I've got my next race is actually next Sunday at the Great North Run being a northeast lass you can't miss the chance to run the Great North Run and it's a new experience for me running in with the masses and just to make it a little bit more special I'm going for another world record dressed as Wonder Woman for the fastest superhero and it's all in need of the local hospice St Benedict's Hospice where I'm the ambassador for and they looked after my uncle just back in June before he sadly passed away from cancer so yeah there's myself my mom and my sister all raising money so yeah if you want to give a little donation just give an Ali Dixon and you'll find us on there. That's brilliant. Wish you best of luck with that. Thank you. Um, is there anything else you feel you'd like to tell us? Any advice you give to any marathoners looking to step up? Yeah, can you know, I, I do the good old jokes and don't do it. Those last 4.8 miles are harder than what it sounds. But I actually think it's a very good opportunity for the girls that are kind of, especially in Britain, around that kind of 232, 233 mark and kind of slow up to the 245. If you're running that in a marathon, you're not really going to get much on the world stage. You know, our qualifying times are 230. 
2.31, 2.29.5 for the Olympics. But if you look at that extra 4.8 mile, it's not that much. There is a little bit of a mental battle on it. But if you can get over that, you know, there is opportunities here on the world stage. You know, world champion, we came away with world team gold as well. And, you know, you might even go out and break my world record. Hopefully not for a while yet. So... You know, just give it a go. You've got nothing to lose at the end of the day. If it doesn't work out, go back to your marathons and whatever. But there is good opportunities there for, like I say, the 232, 233, 234 girls. Get great Britain first, get representatives, come to a world championship where they might not get that over the marathon. And we could maybe say the same for you. You say now that you might go back to marathons, no more ultras. But a couple of days, you might think, I want to give it another another try. Yeah, it's the typical marathoner. You've crossed the line, you say never, ever again. But this is actually the first time I've ever said that. Even my first marathon, and that went totally wrong and I hated every step of it. The first thing it said was, I need to do that again. But I've had my eye on the British record for the 50k for probably two or three years now. And I've said I wanted to do it when I was still kind of fresh enough and still had a bit of leg speed to do it well sort of thing. You know, maybe put it out of reach for a few other people for a few years. But yeah, you only ever in- intended to do one. So to get the world records, like you might as well go out 100% record and <laughs> go out on the top and let the others have a go now. So... Yeah, back to the marathon. Yeah, and you didn't just break the record, did you? You took eight minutes off it. Yeah, the British record it was quite a big one, yeah. And the world over 40s, I took quite a big chunk off that. I think it was just about a minute off the overall world record. So that's still quite a large time gap, even though it's over the 50k. But yeah, I'm still sticking at the minute that I'm not going to do... I'll say competitively. I'm not going to do another competitive ultra because you might find us doing, you know, just some random kind of day trip out at the lakes or something like that. My club do our own Sunderland Strollers Urban Ultra 35, so I might do that one, yeah. So we'll just keep our eyes peeled for you in results. Yeah, nothing on the international stage, that's what I'll say. (laughs) Well, congratulations for today and we'll let you rest on your laurels for a little bit and um, we hope to see you up in lights again soon. (laughs) Thank you very much.